Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, hello. I want to welcome everybody to game day, birds, not balls. My name is Micah Burgess, and I'm a birth doula in Waco, Texas. I'm thrilled that you've joined me today. I'm doing one of my favorite things to do. Not just one of my favorite things to do on a podcast, but one of my favorite things to do in general. And that is sit down and visit with people that I care about, people that have a significant role in my life. And I'm here with one of my clients who's a repeat client and we're going to interview talk about her births everybody this is genesis luna girl tell us a little bit about yourself hey micah uh well my name is genesis luna i'm originally from the houston area i am the first of seven kids and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, hence my name Genesis. I am the first. Um, oh, that's awesome. I've never heard you say that. That is okay. I love it. Um, I, I went to Baylor undergrad. Uh, I studied abroad uh, for a year and a half. Cool. Um, loved that. So thankful for that opportunity. Um, I met my husband and got married in 2012. Uh, he's also a Baylor grad. We did not meet at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, strange that you would meet in a massive city instead. So weird. Uh, my husband uh, was accepted into Baylor, Baylor Law School, and um, and I did not want to continue my studies because that would have been taking on two major projects, mm. uh, school and the babies, and mm-hmm. I can really only do one major project at a time. Totally. You know, uh, it could be a scrapbook, and I will deny myself food and water. <laughs> so uh, not a good idea. Uh, Love it. And so he... Uh, started there and um, after baby number one, um, well, I guess before she was born, that is when we consulted you, which was pretty, pretty quickly before she was born, actually. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, you came highly recommended actually from another uh, birth doula. And I remember we met, I think it was at Common Grounds. Yep. And, um, and we're just, Oh, oh my gosh, you were, I guess you've been there for every single one of my births. Yep. How many um, is that? So we have four, we have four little ones. Yes. Uh, the first, well, all of them have been born in hospitals. Mm-hmm. The first, um, I had an MD deliver her and then the last three, uh, it was a midwife at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And again, you were there for all of them. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing and neither would my husband. Love it. Uh, so we're just so thankful for you. Oh, gosh, I love it. So, yes, getting to be at all four of Genesis births, Genesis births, that's tough to say, um, is an absolute privilege. And she has stayed the winner <laughs> in terms of my clients and how many births I've attended for one person, Genesis is the winner. I mean, I've been to several clients where they've had three, but okay. Genesis is the only one that's had four. My guess is you will maintain that record <laughs> for a very long time. Oh my gosh. Love it. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Right. Baby number one. Yes. Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Such a sweet girl. How old is she now? She's eight. Uh-uh. No, that is not possible. 
crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, let's jump in. So start us off. Tell us what you want us to know right away. Yeah, so uh, baby number one, um, you know, I remember I had back labor with her the Mm. whole time. Once labor kind of started, it was about 34 hours total from start to when she was born Mm -hmm. of intense back labor. Um, I, you know, going into all of my births, I wanted to do it without meds. And so, and you knew that. And um, I think the benefit of having a doula is that you have that... um, you're obviously not the one in physical pain, and right. so you ha- you have a straight, straight head and can kind of be that that um, that pillar to lean on, mm-hmm. if you will. And mm-hmm. so for me, that was super helpful. My husband, that was not the role really for my husband. Right. Um, you know, he was kind of in um, in fear, watching me as I'm you know crying and bellowing in pain <laughs> uh, the whole time, uh, especially with number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I labored at home as long as possible, yeah. which was, of course, the recommendation. Um, and it kept in content const, uh, constant contact with you. Yeah. And then I was at the hospital for about nine hours. Uh, you know, I think the thing that really made me start crying was that that wretched needle because I don't like needles. No. And so that kind of <laughs> got the tears rolling. Um, I, I guess I got to um, labor in one of the um, midwife rooms which is wonderful because they're big. They have the bat. There's a bathtub mm-hmm. for people to labor a shower. Um, I want to say I, I used the shower for a little bit just to kind of help with the pain. Um, but then of course uh, you were there uh, the whole time helping me with exercises and walking around. Uh, breathing was a big thing. Yeah. And again, thanks to your help, I was able to, to deliver um, number one without any meds. Yep. And uh, you know, thinking back on it, um, as I was reading the book you had written, I <laughs> kind of have some uh, nightmare flashbacks <laughs> just because um, it hurt yes. so bad. Um, and so, so that was baby number one. As she was seven pounds six ounces, I did tear with her. Um, you know, the, all the the pain was so intense that when I started pushing, I actually felt numb. So thankfully, I actually yes. didn't have pain after. And you didn't push very that. long. No, with all of them, it was a. Uh, I think 20 minutes or less. Oh, uh-huh. I think that's right. I think right. that's right. Okay. So I get, I get to jump in now and because you were the one in labor, you're not going to remember everything okay. that I just said, but this is in my book in the chapter called, yep, there's a man in the room. And oh my gosh, I, I adore Ryan. I do. Okay. So Genesis is this little baby thing. She's just a little baby thing unassuming but i'm telling you what this girl is tough as nails i would never cross genesis in a million years she is so strong and then ryan is this giant he is so, how tall is he ryan is about six four and a half he is yeah. this big guy okay so they told me right away why they were hiring me like she said this was not going to be ryan's role to be super hands-on involved and supportive and they are not lying. <laughs> this is not Ryan's jam at all. And so he's kind of in and out during labor. They have family waiting in the waiting room. And so he'd leave periodically to go update them. I remember one time I looked around the room and he was gone, like MIA, like, wait, where'd he go? How, how long has he been gone? It's time to start pushing. And now Genesis is getting loud. And Ryan was in the room. But he started walking backwards towards the door. And I'm like, okay, 
I, I, I hope we don't lose Ryan. She starts pushing and it, <laughs> baby's coming. Baby's coming down. Her pushes are absolutely effective. It is not going to take long. It's very obvious. It's not going to take long. She lets out another big yell as she's pushing. And I mean, Ryan now has his hand on the doorknob headed <laughs> out the door. And I'm like, look at him going, stop, Ryan. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Mm -mm. Here comes another contraction, another big push. And y'all, he's literally outside the door. His hands are white knuckled on the door, barely peeking through like, like a scared little kid, like a, like a horror movie is on and like, you don't want to leave, but oh, I just can't, you know, just like hiding behind the door. And I'm like, snap, what am I going to do? And now a word from our sponsors. Okay, baby's born and he's like not, he's nowhere. So I never walk away from my clients after a baby's born, never. But I did. I was like, I gotta go get him. So I walked over. He's like on the other side of the door. I said, baby's here. Come on, Ryan, come on. Baby's here. So I grab his hand and I walk and he's got his eyes closed because he does not want to see anything he's not supposed to see. <laughs> he's like, uh-uh. He comes around over towards Genesis. He sees that baby. He looks in her eyes and y'all. He starts crying immediately, immediately, not aloof, not unsupportive, just scared, not knowing how to be a part of this process. And I was so proud of him that he lasted as long as he did in that scenario. And the connection the two of y'all had at that point was just remarkable. It was beautiful. It's one of my favorite stories. Oh, I love it. Um, have you seen the movie Fools Rush In? With, um, oh, that sounds familiar. Hayek. Well, my mom, you know, having many kids, she always laughed when the woman at the end gives birth to the baby. She's on the road, the highway, <laughs> and she's yelling and, uh, you know, all that. And she's, oh, that's so exaggerative. You know, that is not true. My mom is from South America, so she has an accent. And, uh, and well, when I went into labor, you know, I said, mother, that was false. That, that was absolutely <laughs> accurate because, as Michael will tell you, I... I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I cried the whole time mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I think at one point I was told Shh, by somebody uh -uh. and I, I remember that. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so of course Ryan has seen me in all this pain and yes. he's, you know, again, he is a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to see, see me like that and obviously just Tore him up. losing it, um, and there's nothing he can do about it. Mm -mm. And of course I was opting to not do meds. Right. Um, and so I'm feeling everything. Yeah. And again, that back labor just kind of added uh, another layer. Y'all, back labor, no bueno. Mm -mm. Did you have back labor a few times? I didn't. I did oh, not. Did. I oh, did okay. not. And so that changes everything. Typically, if you're having back labor, it means baby's not completely lined up. It doesn't necessarily mean they're sunny side up or anything like that, like completely flipped. But maybe their head is just cocked a little to the side. Mm -hmm. But back labor can mean that the body is not lined up really well. And so that is a longer labor. It is more painful. And now you're dealing with contractions and back labor. And that is that's hard. I, I mean, any woman that wants drugs, and with her back labor, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I didn't do it. I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. You do you. I get it. All right. Now, so Genesis is so strong. I'm super, super proud of her. That first experience was tough, but it was so good. And I believe that's what set her up for her next few births. And 
knowing what she wants. All right, so jump in with baby two and three. How yes, so birth, baby number two. So first was a girl. Uh, mm-hmm. The second uh, three and um, two and three were boys and four was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed uh, with my boys, the two in the middle, I did not have morning sickness. Cool. I did have a lot of morning sickness with the first and the last. So mm-hmm. just, again, it's interesting all the differences yeah. between births. Uh, my husband was in law school at the time. And so uh, Baylor Law School is famous for their uh, difficult practice court. Mm-hmm. And so I continue to meet classmates of my husband's that we, oh, that's right. He left class because a baby was born and uh, then he came back. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I remember, so I was uh, giving birth at a different hospital this time. It was by a midwife. And then, of course, Micah was still there. Um and so labor, uh, start to finish about 12 hours. So first was 34, mm-hmm. uh, this was 12 again, pushing no more than half an hour, probably mm-hmm. less than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was my, my son who was my biggest baby. He was nine pounds, uh, three ounces. I yep. do believe I still tore with him. And, um, I don't remember anything like monumental that happened during that birth. I just feel like everything just went super, super like clockwork what yes, is that's that what true. you remember i would say that and i just remember being so i was ho- so hungry yes that's one thing you always laughed that yes. after every single one of births i mean i was starving oh my and, god i mean i'm talking immediately please i need a sandwich and micah you always laughed I at did. that i um, did makes me hungry just thinking about it every and y'all when i say genesis is a little thing she's a little thing <laughs> every woman is probably going to fixate on one thing or another because you don't want to focus on the contractions. Mm-hmm. And so some women complain about the temperature in the room mm-hmm. nonstop. Like I'm hot, I'm cold. And we're constantly adjusting it. And they've got their sweater on and then they're sweating and now they're nude. I mean, the temperature is the big thing. And some women, it's, I'm hungry, but no one, as much as you just <laughs> talked about how hungry they were. And she was hangry. And she was like, I am starving, y'all. I'm just so hungry. Like, end of the world kind of communicating. I'm just so hungry. And that was the thing that was disturbing her throughout the, you're right. I did laugh. I think it's so mm-hmm. hilarious because a lot of women don't feel like eating. They feel yes. a little bit nauseous or yes. they got contractions. Like I, I don't even want to eat, but yes, no, not Genesis. She would have no. put away a hamburger. I think Which I'm thankful for the time I was able to labor at home mm-hmm. where I was free to kind of eat that sort of thing. Because once you check into the hospital, obviously there's it's a no go with right. food. So right, right, right. And some, Sometimes you can kind of sneak food if no one else is in the room. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> I did not tell y'all that. <laughs> and I don't know. Those second birds yeah. are just, I don't know, tend to be a little bit easier. All right. Third. Third. Um, third, I would say even more textbook if even that. That was about six hours total. Mm-hmm. Start to finish. Mm-hmm. Pushing time about the same. I did tear with him. Also a big baby. Um, number three weighed nine pounds, two and a half ounces. Wow. Um, all of, you know, both, both boys were pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this was at the hospital, uh, Mike, you were there and then, um, a midwife, uh, the same midwife was there. Were you like at a seven when you showed up with baby number three at the hospital? I want to say you're super far along with one of them. Yes. I think it was number three. I mean, to where he, my husband, he parked the car in the front, oh, yeah. walked me up. And then as he was leaving the room, you know, all that yeah. 30 minutes total, 45 minutes. He yeah. started to leave, walk down the hall. And they're like, no, 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 wait, come back. Yeah. Baby's about to be born. Oh my gosh. So I really tried to wait again at home as long as possible. You, did. Um, you know, I 
those the boys obviously I had the the contractions really in the front as opposed to with the back labor with the first right so to me again it's still all of them were really painful oh yeah it's birth Um, again I did not have meds with either of the boys either again uh, having you there um, to kind of help me focus on what Mm -hmm. the next step was Mm -hmm. what's happening next that was a big blessing and you know you're talking about the shower and the bath I probably wouldn't have thought to do those things if you were not there yeah because I I don't when I walk into room I don't think oh where are all the drawers that I can open and Mm. what are the things I can do I just kind of clinic cloister myself yeah so having you there um that was a blessing for me um and i wouldn't do it any other way (laughs) awesome which brings us to birth number four which is an interesting conversation you start okay so number four uh, i was um it was 2020 it was 2020 that's right quarantine that's right quarantine time it was the week before i had baby that i was told hey um you have placenta circumvallate. And so, you know, for a visual, your placenta should be totally squeezed against you. It should not be lifting in any way, mm-hmm. right? Well, with the placenta circumvallate, it kind of curls a little bit at the edges. Worst case scenario, completely detaches. And obviously wow. that's super dangerous for baby, yeah. obviously, and mother with blood yeah, loss. Yeah, totally. And so I was kind of shaken at the idea of inducing, of induction, mm. because it, I don't like needles. Um, right. And then... Obviously, the chemical artificially getting things going. I was used to just letting things come on naturally. Right. And so I was kind of nervous. Oh, is this, this will lead me down the path of having a C-section. Again, I don't like the idea of having to go into right. surgery. Um, and so I remember talking to you and you just said, hey, you know, this is what, this is what, this is why they're doing this. Because baby is doing well yeah. and she's big and healthy they don't want to wait for something to go wrong yes so this is why the advice is to move forward with that and so I was really grateful for again your your view on things because Mm. I was I was upset a little shaken yeah you know with that as we were talking Genesis had not hired me this time because she knew I wasn't going to be able to get in so this while we were talking it comes out that doulas are allowed back in the hospitals which she did not know a week before they want to induce her. Yes. So she's like, wait a second. Are you saying you can go in? And I'm like, we can now. You can, Or you can have one person yes. go in. And so she goes, I'm going to call you back. And so I was like, okay. And then I get this text from Ryan. And Ryan's like, oh my gosh, you are saving my life. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? So tell us about that conversation. Yes, I remember I was uh, sitting wherever I was in, in a parking lot and, and and trying to do have multiple multiple phone calls going, my husband and Micah. And of course, I'm letting my husband know, hey, Micah's available. And he's like, how much does she want? How much? So I was there and that means, guess who wasn't there? Ryan, which is why he texted me, you are saving my life. And so I got to be at Genesis birth. I got to be her support person. It was so amazing to get to be at all four. She, it was so fast. She did so well. It was, it was like taking the first birth and almost, you know, squeezing it down into a much quicker Mm. time period. So start to finish, it was about three and a half hours from when, when labor was started with the, um, Pitocin. And then, you know, I remember, uh, the water being broken as well. For me, that was something we figured out with my first birth. Again, you were there to kind of point out, look, uh, breaking the bag of waters will help 
this labor continue quickly as opposed to the baby just pushing down something I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because it did help speed up the process, yeah. um, which I really did want to happen. Right. I didn't want things to slow down. And right. so I knew going in for the fourth, okay, yes, we'll, we'll do the bag right. of water break. And that's what really got those contractions going like every, yeah. every few minutes, very consistently till baby was born. You know, you were there yeah. helping me walk around and, and it definitely became super painful, super fast. Yeah. Breaking the water is not optimal, ideal for the most part. That's yeah. not something I would typically recommend. However, when baby's coming down and almost engaged and what is hindering the head from coming completely down to help you finish dilating is this little bag of water that is between mm. baby's head and your perineum. And it's it's not breaking on its own. So what happens is, is when you get to that point, it's inevitable. I mean, like we know you're about to push a baby out. This is just in the way. So we can keep laboring for potentially another hour or we can move that water out of the way. Let baby come down, which baby does immediately, which is why it is so intense so quickly. And most of the time, I mean, we're pushing a baby out within 30 minutes. I mean, oh, it's yeah. that effective. Yes. It's intense. So hear me clearly, if you choose that route, it is intense. And I'm really only talking about when it's, we're at inevitability, this is happening soon and we just don't have to keep laboring. I mean, your body has done what it's supposed to do. Let's just move that water out of the way so we can have a baby. I'm kind of under the assumption y'all that you want to have a baby sooner rather than later. And I'm not saying pull out all the interventions so that you can have a baby sooner rather than later. But if it serves you well and can end this 24, 36 hour labor, I think maybe we should go with that. Maybe let's try that option, you know, but this was not an easy time to have a baby. Just looking back again, we wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, I know that, and it's not saying that he is a weak person uh, at all, Uh, just in that, in that um, environment that, that is, was not his strength to be kind of that, the coach. Right. And, um, you know, he was not one who wanted to cut the cord or anything like that. And that's, I think that's okay. Totally. Um, and so we just were thankful to have the, the master and (laughs) present with us. I mean, because that really was one of the, I mean, when you say, how was it a positive experience having you there was for me because I really, really, I needed that coaching Mm -hmm. and that, that direction. Um, and you, you provided that, um, that was just, um, priceless. I think it's super important that everybody understands themselves enough to know what your capacities are, what your limits are, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And I think when we embrace, you know what, that is not going to be my thing. Then you surround yourself with people that can do that. Look, I've been to over 300 births. I mean, I definitely have an unfair advantage over pretty much any husband that's going to walk into the room, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, I have a few more tools in my bag. So obviously, having someone there that has done it before and has helped so many people and understands what's going on can support you mentally and do the back labor 
And especially if your significant other, they're like, I don't even know. I can't comprehend. I can't wrap my head around. This is bizarre to me. It's scary to me. Then, yeah, it is so important to have someone there that can support you in the way that you want to be supported. And no judgment whatsoever, you guys, on if it's not your thing. Sometimes we get clients that actually hire us and they're like, look, I have no plans to have a natural childbirth. I will be getting an epidural. I don't want to feel any pain. I'm just scared. I want you to come and hold my hand and literally tell me what to do. I don't even want to know what's going on. We've had people hire us for that reason because they understand, you know, I just don't think this is my jam. I just don't think birth is for me, but I do want a child. So you know what? I'm going to let it be okay that this is not my thing. And I need you guys to just be there and tell me what to do. Like, I just want to be oblivious. I'm, I'm scared about it all. That's okay. That is okay. So yeah, embrace what your capacities are and then find what you need to assist you and help you and support you in the best way possible. Y'all, that's not just in birth. That's in life. How about that little gold nugget? That one's for free. And again, with your help, there was no meds with number four. Uh, she weighed uh, eight pounds, three ounces. I did not tear with the last awesome. one. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yes, I, it was rainy and stormy outside. I remember, oh. and it was, I got to stay an extra day in the hospital. And so that was so nice having Good. food being brought to me, Love of it. course. Um, Love it. you know, usually they give you an extra meal, uh, for the person who is with you. <laughs> I ate that one too. And I'm still <laughs> so thankful for that. Oh. Uh, but yes, uh, happy baby. And she's been just such a good girl. Um, They're all, they all get along really well. And um, again, I do not think that I would have been able to go without meds. I, you know, I feel like my, my tolerance level uh, was much shorter, even with this number four Mm. um, that I felt like I was kind of panicky pain wise Mm. early on. I just remember saying, you know, is there anything we can do? Like, look, do you know, do you trust me? If, if they're you know, within this time period, if nothing happens, let's talk about that because yeah. I, I remember she, they checked me, um, and I was still only five, mm. uh, is it centimeters, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, um, I remember crying that got me crying because mm. I was, it was hurting pretty bad and it didn't feel like much had changed. Cause that was, that's when I woke up and they checked me. That's about where I was. And yeah, so wow. like, what, nothing has happened mm. between now, you know? And so anyway, I remember the. Uh, the nurse was so wonderful and y'all were there kind of massaging my back and, um, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to not be in labor right (laughs) now. I'm so (laughs) thankful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's a great question that I, that I think is worth asking and for other people to hear. Okay. All of your births were painful. You said, and difficult and, Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful I'm not in labor. And even kind of the dread of thinking about being in labor and, you know, the pushing and the back, all that stuff. But you also said you wouldn't change anything. Explain that. Yeah. So, you know, before even having any of the babies, I I really wanted to do it um, again without meds. Right. Um, In part because I don't like needles. And the idea of a needle being shoved in my back just never appealed to me. Yeah. and, and I would say when faced in, with situations that like, if I can get, um, the job done sooner as opposed to kind of a solution to kind of make it not hurt as badly, mm-hmm. but it lasts longer, I would rather just go with a shorter Got option. It. And Got so, it. um, it, every, it went as good as I could have 
possibly ask for. Again, you, I guess people have different levels of pain. I know my mom, yeah. it was not painful the way it was for me. You know, mm -hmm. she just said, oh, there was pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, like that movie, oh, that's just so exaggerative. It's not like that in real life. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you for what. For you, it was. For me, it really, really was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, again, some people, yeah, they just keep popping them out and there's just no pain, which I just can't, I can't understand <laughs> that. Honestly, I just have a hard time getting that. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, for me, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you forget and all this and that. False. A false. <laughs> Genesis, as we've been talking, has made several winces and faces as she's been talking. It's hilarious. I wish I had a video going right now. It's hilarious. So yes, it's, it's real for her it is it she is describing it as painful but she wouldn't change anything she did get to choose the birth that she wanted and is glad that's the route she went and this is kind of what we're all about it um, Waco doula here in, in Waco, Texas, our practice here. And then just as a doula for myself, as I do this podcast or I've written things in the book or I'm helping other doulas across the country. I mean, I really think our goal should be to have a positive experience as a doula. If my goal was for you to not experience any pain whatsoever, I would have failed you. So that's a terrible agenda, right? That you shouldn't have an agenda. Nobody should have an agenda for a woman who is in labor. You have no idea how it's going to affect her. You don't yeah. know what that experience and process is going to be like for her. So at the end of the day, what we are looking for is for you to look back and go, yes, I mean, hard as heck. Don't ever want to do it again. But I got the birds basically that I wanted. I mean, I look back and I'm glad I did it that way. And they were positive, hard. Positive, not perfect, positive. Yeah. Well, and part of that, the fact that they were positive, I think, is having you there, mm -hmm. um, you know, being that, again, that pillar yeah. that I could lean on and you could kind of direct me as things were going along. Uh, that that was helpful for me because I wasn't just left to my own mental devices, right. letting my mind go down certain right. ways. You were able to, okay, no, this is what's going to happen next. Or, well, you could either do this or this, but you didn't give me again, too crazy of a, a spectrum where it's like, I have no idea. I don't want right. to think right now. Right. And so, which is legit. Yeah. Sometimes you get to that point. A lot of women do are like, I don't know. Just tell me right. what to do, you know? And so, yeah, it is helpful to have somebody that, like you said, is not going through labor, is not in pain, who doesn't have agenda. And I'm literally just there to help and serve yeah. you. And what is best for Genesis right now in this moment that's going to help her accomplish this goal that she wants to have in the best way possible. It has been an absolute joy to serve you guys and to know y'all and thankful that now we're friends. And uh, this has been really, really fun, really enjoyable. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for joining me on game day, birds, not balls. You can follow me on my Instagram page at my doula Micah. You can also find me on wagodoula.com, wagodoula is on Facebook. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe or you can find us on roguemedianetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.